I was just creaking. All right. I believe we are now live, everybody. Oh, no. We're live. Yay. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday to you. Happy coffee break. Um, yes. Good morning, Wayward Witch. Good morning. Oh, we uh, can't see the chat. Can we? Is there a way for us to see the chat? You can pull it up on yours. Okay, let's see if this lags us out too bad. Probably. If we get really bad, I'll turn off. So we, we're rural. Our internet is horrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll fingers crossed for it. Yeah, exactly. Because mm -hmm. we want to be able to see the chat, but maybe if we uh, we kill the video. Over, that's what I was. Yeah. yeah. Just sure. make sure that it's not coming through the um Oops. the speakers. Oh, I don't know. We all talked about we would bring our best mug today. Oh yeah. What did we bring? Oh, hold on. oh can't oh, read that. Oh. It's death before decaf. Very Mine's good. Just pretty like normal people. It's nice pretty. to have a pretty mug. It's totally fine. <laughs> Mine says teacher corn, like a normal teacher, but more awesome. And it's a oh, dabbing oh, unicorn. Cute. My partner <laughs> my partner gave this to me. I love it. I love it. That's so good. <laughs> okay, I think I got shot up. Did it work? Chat? I do. Excellent. Maybe. <laughs> we'll find out. Well, good yeah, morning, everybody. Fine. Happy Coffee Break to you. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Coffee Break is a weekly hangout I do Sunday mornings to uh, catch up with or connect with my friends in the RPG design scene. Uh, I started it because I tried to join a bunch of discords and then I got overwhelmed and I was like, I can't do this. I, I just want to talk to people one on one. Um, <laughs> and... The point of this show is just to hang out and talk about whatever we're, we want to talk about. This isn't like an interview show. I'm not here to... Uh, I'm sorry for calling you out on the Discord thing. Um, it's not here to interview you. I'm, you know, we're just hanging out and all that stuff. So uh, I'm Spencer Campbell, uh, Aquila RPGs. Uh, with me, I have a couple of Drakes. Um, would you, the two of you mind introducing yourself to the fine folks at home? Go ahead, Nav. Yeah, uh, Navi Drake, and that's Sean Drake. Together, we are a couple of Drakes. Um, if you guys haven't seen us already, because we're pretty much everywhere because we do games of all genres, uh, that's our shtick. We make games that are just kind of all over the place. Um, if you don't already know us on Twitter, then it's at Navi Musing and at Drake and Dice. And yeah, we don't have like a a, um, a branded group page because I don't have the ability to manage that much stuff. So I'm like, no, it's just you know, find us individually. Nobody, so nobody can find us is what it comes down to. <laughs> Perfect. Hopefully they can find one of you and then inevitably then it links you to the other person. So that's, that's the spirit. Well, we're hopping out. all over each other's timelines all the time. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine like, hey, they, these people have the same last name. Maybe we should. Maybe there's something going on there. I don't know. That's great. Maybe. She, she's the um, she's the, the the buttered popcorn, and I'm the uh, I'm the steamed broccoli of, of RPG stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm good for you, but she's a lot more entertaining. <laughs> nice, very good. Um, when my uh, my best friend and I first started to try designing board games years ago, so I, I tried doing board games before I did role playing games, and we we wanted to come up with a, a name for our little duo. Um, and we came up with Wizbot, Wizard Robot, um, because he is a wizard. He's an artist. He's a graphic designer. He's brilliant, creative, wildly entertaining guy. And I'm a robot. I make rules. <laughs> and at the time, I very much was like, I make rules and I make good rules. And so, like, we were like, our our by our forces by our powers combined, we can actually make a single game. Uh, we didn't. We didn't make a single game, but we tried. Well. We sure as hell tried. <laughs> you know, trying—that's uh, that's where you make all the all the mistakes and learn all the lessons and things. So exactly. Know, but that's off trying. That's exactly how we function because, like, it, it's it's a it's not a joke, but it is kind of a joke that like we we tell everybody that he often will come to me with like a pile of very beautiful poetry and prose and there's some <laughs> notation about mechanics in there like how dice might work and he hands it to me and i look at it and go babe you need to this... you need to explain what this means <laughs> this isn't a game so you it's... can't play this it's fun to read but you can't right. play this so it's my job to take all of that beautiful um yes and then actually make it so that people could read it and go oh there's rules and i can play this well, i can engage with this she does that by interrogating me about what the hell this means. What is this? Every time I come to a part where the, I can't understand, this I isn't have... bold. It must be. It must be important. What does it mean? Explain yourself, Sean. What did you do? What is fade? 
what, what, what happens when you fade? Bolded, italicized. It says you get an extra die. What kind? What shape? What? It... Just any old. Whatever you're feeling in the moment. Just take two of any color and roll them. It's great. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. I mean, how I so how long have the two of you been making stuff together then? Because you've obviously built like you're you're out well first of all i eventually want to talk about your output because you put out so much stuff and i i need to know how you do that but before we talk about that like how long have you been designing stuff together do, do we want to go with creating stuff together or designing stuff together? yeah that's, uh, that's an important distinction because we've been writing together for ever it's ever right how old am i I, don't know. I think it's coming up on 15 years. I'm not sure. It might be longer, actually. Wow. Um, but but in any case, we've been we've been writing together for for about I think it's 17. Hang on, I have a bracelet that tells me when, doesn't it? No, no, that, no it doesn't that's anymore. Okay, that's a different thing. But time um, <clears throat> bracelet. Yeah. I think that was our anniversary. I'm just not sure. Yeah. Oh, right. That's okay. That's good. But, um, I'm pretty sure it's 17. It's years. been a long time. <laughs> no, but we started designing games. Um, really two years ago was it two years ago because last year yeah uh, before this mm -hmm. year we had uh we were working on Port of blades and um, that was really what we were doing we didn't do a lot of game design we were getting to know people and we were working Port of blades and we weren't designing much else um i had a couple we had a couple projects that were like small half thought of that were kind of stuffed in a desk i don't count those so like quarter blades was all last year and then we put out some score packs for blades in the dark and mm. um, those did, people were excited about those and that was really fun um and then all of a sudden this year it just kind of became a thing so uh, everything else has really come out this year like every game that we've put out was just this year i think we've been doing probably a game every two months or something like that something like that it feels like it like uh... I'm, sometimes it feels like every two weeks, like I'm looking at like, wait a minute, didn't they just release something? <laughs> so that's, that's actually my fault because of my workflow. I, um, I have to have about three or four projects happening at once because when I, I get tired of something, I just stop and grab something else. And that's my um, how I keep myself sane and I don't burn out on anything. Uh, so sometimes it just happens to be that I finished two projects at once that could have been spaced out. And I'm like, ah, oh, just push them out. It'll be fine. Oh, but we're excited about them. So let's go ahead and get them out. <laughs> I, I follow like, oh, Clover saw something outside. She doesn't like, um, I, I follow like a similar thing where I've got like three ish projects that I need to like bounce around between because like, I'll just burn out on one. I just can't, I can't stay on one for too long. I got to jump, jump off to something, uh, to something else. So, you talking to you I, i've talked to a few people now uh here just in general and the the concept of i started about two years ago feels very universal to everybody i've talked to so far is this idea of i started doing game design about two years ago because that's how mm -hmm. that's around when i first started doing rpg design as well um it was a good year it was <laughs> what else are you gonna do <laughs> like is was that kind of it for you because that was it for me that was that was the thing where i was like i've always wanted to design this sort of stuff and like i guess now i kind of have the time to do it so like yeah. let's just mm -hmm. do it and so that's how like that was my pushing point is that like how it was for you as well did you experience the same thing so i've been i've been you know basically basically i've been been home brewing i guess is is the pejorative term for it these days i think but um but I've been putting together my own little systems and things like that to plug into to other games since, you know, the moment I sat behind a screen. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that, you know, Court of Blades was our first big project because we, we played Blades in the Dark and we're like, oh, this is really cool. And then we had a friend who was, you know, I'm kind of bouncing off the, the theme and the tone and everything. Can we do something a little bit, I don't know, more romantic and... Mm -hmm. and and treacherous and political and which things. tragically underserved by the way the ttrpg <laughs> community try looking for a romantic political game it's it's not easy so sure yeah um, but we focused fire on that and it felt really good to um to, to have a have a big project and mm -hmm. you know it was it was a fan hack for the longest time and we're like you know this is this probably won't go anywhere. Then we look down at we we tried to get it play tested. This was the the tipping point for me. Um, our weekly group, you know, I pitched a whole bunch of different games, and then they. Um, uh oh. Uh oh. I'm still here. My camera okay. just died. I'll figure no it out. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it live. Um, 
Damn, what was I saying? Ah, right. So we tried to get it play tested. We pitched. I pitched a whole bunch of games to our weekly group, and they're like, "Hey, weren't you working on a thing? Can we can we hear about that?" And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, sure. Here, I'll send you the document." And they're like, "This is a whole ass game. This is a book. Like you have a book here." <laughs> and we're like, "Oh yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah, yeah. Okay." <laughs> and at that point, we're like, "Okay, we we should probably do something with this. This is way too big to table." Because mm-hmm. um, before that, all all of our projects, all all my projects, certainly and. The ones that we had done together were were smallish type things. Yeah, the hacks that stayed hacks. They didn't have so many um, new and unusual rules that they would require their own manual, right? Yeah. That was really the problem we ran into with Court of Blades is that after a certain point, there were so many extra uh, mechanical things that had integrated into the system that you could no longer call it a hack because if you looked at it by itself and then looked at Blades in the Dark, you wouldn't really be able to play it. It needed a lot more explanation. So that's kind of the tipping point where we're like, okay, this is an entire game. Right. But the reason why it became an entire game was, yes, we had a lot of time on our hands and so we just kept noodling <laughs> and eventually it was huge and yeah. so that's how that started and, and, then, our, and our main group was all like why aren't we playing your game yeah. that was a big thing too because our, our normal weekly group wanted to play it and that kind of pushed us to really take the time to do the play testing necessary to make a game of that size because the bigger a game is the more fiddly bits there are you got to do a lot more play testing and there's yeah. a lot more to review and edit it's crazy yeah. i like smaller bite-sized games i've discovered like you can really just they're fun you just throw it up it'll be fine exactly. now we're just chasing that feeling that mm-hmm. uh that hey this is a this is a thing and you can play it we're right getting that <laughs> yeah no I, longer trying to impress anybody i'm just like have fun just you know, if it's broken, it's broken. Whatever, go have fun. It'll be fun anyway. Who cares? Exactly. Hey, you fix most of the games that you run anyway. So. Exactly. <laughs> I, I have, you know, I've been working on this Nova faction turn thing, and it's reminding I'm excited me. For that. Oh, thank you. It's, mm-hmm. I, it reminds me of um, when I used to try to design board games because board games require like a ridiculous amount of play testing because they can't be like open to interpretation as much. Yes. <laughs> so like. And essentially, the Nova Faction turn is a board game that I'm making that like supplements a role playing game. So I'm suddenly like, oh right, I have to like make sure this is like works, this functions, because normally I just like release things on faith that my players will figure it out. And this is like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I have to actually like word this in a way that makes sense. Uh, and that mm-hmm. is that has been a a challenge, but a fun new challenge. So, what's your favorite board game? Oh my god! I know, oh my right? God, how could you do this, this to this, me? This is how I figure out like where where you're skewing mechanically. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think my favorite, and I continue to, I I've, I probably have mentioned it every time somebody asks me about Slayers is Root. Root is Ooh. one of my favorite games. Good call. Um, you can see where my love of asymmetry comes from when uh, yes. from Root, and. Every single time, because every single time you play it, you can have a totally different experience. You just pick a different faction, and then you're like, oh, this game is a totally new game for me. And yet it is familiar at the same time. We're still in the same space. We're still, we have the same goal, get those victory points. But how you get the victory points is entirely different for you. And then, like, even if you play the same faction every single time, who is playing the other factions also changes, like, if nobody's playing the cat, like that wildly changes the setup of the forest, for example. So uh, I I love Root. Probably is my favorite board game. So are your are your factions in that case in uh, in Nova like playing into that asymmetry? No, not so much because I wanted to keep this light. It's not it's not a big board game. Um, okay. I, I I there's the part of me that says just do it, just make the full big thing it just figure it out but i i'm making it, it i want it to be more so a a supplemental tool for people so um keeping it light as a thing that like a table can kind of casually do between nova sessions is like do a little faction turn i also needed to keep it like not complex enough because i intend on using this to do a community scale event of right. nova where I do like this West Marches thing where whoever wants to play that week on stream will play Nova. And then like everybody in the community gets divided up into one of the enemy factions and you're all scheming in your discord channels together. Like, what do we want to do with the board this week? And if it's like really complicated, I can't possibly run that. So I got to keep it, got to keep it simple. Got to keep it streamlined. I only ask because, you know, I've, I've got preliminary design down for, um, for court of thrones 
which, you know, still the cheeky working title for the uh, Court of Blades supplement where you're playing the actual members of the noble house. Mm -hmm. And I wanted wanted all of the various roles to feel slightly different. And it's got a little bit of that board gaminess in that uh, everybody has a victory condition. Like one of one of your nobles can win at the detriment of, of the other nobles. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I was wondering if you you had insight as to how how what how much asynchronicity how much um not asynchronicity asymmetric. That, that's a time a, thing as, asymmetricalness yeah. asymmetry that's it that's <laughs> how you there. say that in English <laughs> a something or other just folded in there um how much uh, asymmetry is is too much you know mm -hmm. um I was thinking like a move or two or maybe yeah. a, a different currency to spend or something like that I mean but, so. Yeah. You know, for me, I I'm all about more. The more, the better. Like I I truly think like <laughs> I I think everybody should be playing a different game at the table, and that's very cool <laughs> at the same time. Uh, so more. Yeah, like you know, I did it a bit with Slayers. I could probably go. I could lean harder into it, but I I I I dig asymmetry. So. If you pack it full of that, I'm gonna be like, you did the right thing. You made the right call. <laughs> Oh no! And here I come with my big red pen. I'm the I'm so the opposite. Just that, let's put it in perspective. My favorite board game is Risk. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. So er <laughs> everything has to be controllable, and so that your strategic moves make a huge difference. That's how I attack yeah. everything. So I'm listening to this, and I'm like, oh, oh it's gonna be a no, broken nightmare. Oh, it's That's so always... it's gonna be so broken. It's gonna be so unbalanced, and it's gonna be beautiful because of it. <laughs> but that's that's what she's for because I come at her with like this huge pile of interesting fiddly mechanics, and she's like, "Do we really need this uh, many resources? I don't think we do." Well, no, because that's the other thing. Um, I also try to keep everything as as quick and and deliverable as possible. So at the table, it needs to be fast. I don't want anybody to have to do an excessive amount of paperwork. Um, and that was actually a big challenge in something like Court of Blades. So that's something else I do attack as well as just me and my big red marker. No resources. We're not micromanaging this. We're focusing on this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, the, I'm the killjoy I'm discovering. <laughs> that's what it is. I'm here to kill happiness. <laughs> you are a thief of joy. <laughs> that was my role in WizBot is like Mike yeah. was like, what if we did this wacky fun thing? And I was like, that would ruin the balance of the entire game. We can't do that. Uh, and now somebody's it's, got somebody's got to do that. Like, well, it, it's so funny now because I'm not because I'm not designing board games anymore. I have become like Mike. I have now been like, what if I just did this weird thing and it didn't make any sense? But who cares? Because it would be fun to have it. And so now I'm I've changed. I understand and appreciate Mike's perspective now that I've really well, I mean, myself of board games this is actually like a venue where that is that is um a merit rather than a detriment right right true true true, true. more there... wacky stuff to get involved with mm -hmm. there was a good question that somebody had earlier they wanted okay. to hear about let me see if i can find it the jrpg hex game that you're making oh, right gosh. now <laughs> Oh, which Lord. I'm not familiar with. So now that I, with the second I saw that, I was like, well, I also need to know more about now this. I need to know that. <laughs> okay. Well, that one's super, super early. Oh, are you going to go? go ahead. All right. I'm just laughing. Um, so that was super, super early in development. And it's probably going to be like our next big uh, title, um, like Court of, Bra Court of Blades scale title. Okay. Uh, but it's right now kind of leaning into a proprietary dice system that we're we're starting to play around with big big piles of dice. Mm -hmm. um, but it's um, going to have a lot of kind of the the things that we loved about JRPGs growing up, especially Navi's um, uh, eternal love for Legend of Mana. In which case, like mm -hmm. you could slowly build the world out from like your primary primary center and so it's going to have uh, procedural hex generation um it's going to be classless uh you adopt jobs based on what kind of gear you're wearing um and it's going to have a lot of kind of teamwork um maneuvers and things like that they're going to be kind of reminiscent of like chrono trigger uh and then we're looking at right now a frontline backline style combat so it's going to be fairly quick mm. and um not a lot of like tactical maneuvering, but moving around within your frontline backline to face off against like the optimal opponent and things like that. Yeah, I'd rather have you have more out of turn turns. That. Is my thing is I, I hate when the, the, 
not to bash on D&D, but I, I played a lot of D&D. That's how space. I grew up, right? It's okay. Yeah. Place for that. <laughs> so my, one of my biggest beefs is when it's not your turn, you're just sitting there like in pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so rather than worrying about your individual positioning and moving around the board, I think it's more interesting to focus all of the attention onto without having to move around and think about that. What can you do outside of your turn yep. in order to help your teammates? So there's going to be a lot of abilities to um, offer teamwork moves and uh, also cast certain abilities and spells out of your natural turn so that there's still room for teamwork within each person's turn. So if you see a teammate who's struggling, you can get in there and help. So that's that's something we're tinkering with um, that I'm really excited about because combat in a lot of games that are combat heavy can be a slog. So we're, that's what we're moving away from. And you'll be pleased to know that we're tinkering with beats as well. Yes. <laughs> yes, beats in every game. All games need beats. beats. In every game. I <laughs> bears beats. That <laughs> That's all we need. I I I'm I'm excited about that because um, in a lot of games that I play, um, well that I like I when I used to play like a lot of computer games with friends, um, back in grad school, I I would always play a support character. I like being a support character, um, which meant. Like in a in a D and D type thing, if I wanted to play like a support character, it's not, it doesn't scratch the same itch as being a support character in like a more dynamically moving game. Like so, we played an unreasonable amount of League of Legends when I was in grad yes. school, and I <laughs> loved being support because I was like always constantly tinkering and trying to help out my the people that I was working with. Good and support's so, clutch. Like. Well, but like you describing like finding opportunities for for people to help the team when it's outside of your turn that as like for me as like a support main that's making me get really excited because support main as in a D capacity is like being a cleric who does like one thing during your turn like cast a bless or healing then you're like well i'll just wait and see what everybody else needs like yep. and now oof, ooh, this is this is good yeah. i'm i'm into it yep it's um it's the thing that probably has us the most excited right now like i'm i'm working on dark bargain still uh mm-hmm. the the warlock solo journaling game um so we've got got that going on what else we have dead we have, belt co-op we have dead belt co-op in the works uh, um, PvP and co-op. well yeah it's two two sides of the same coin there Ooh, really yeah. well, i feel like co-op <laughs> okay when i say co-op i usually mean that you get to work together and then pvp is all antagonistic so sure. maybe that's not the technical term but i know no that's that's the technical term it's just that the line between co-op and pvp is how big is the payday um so anyway uh betrayal and capital ships are coming um oh yeah and then we got some others we got other irons in the fire we always have irons in the fire Mm -hmm. um but really right now we're kind of we're kind of buckled down on um last last finishing touches to quarter blades before it goes to print this next month i just sent out for the physical proof proof. it's still it's still missing a few pieces of artwork but i wanted to check the alignment of course of the cover and just make sure the pages the gutter is good you know that that kind of set the technical stuff that's why i did that with nova too i was like even Mm -hmm. if they like even if the art or whatever the word like it wasn't like fully edited yet but i was like "Eh, Mm -hmm. i just need to know generally speaking have i put things in the right places because i'm not about to go order hundreds of books and get a cover that's all <gasps> off center oh. that's my worst time i've seen it i've seen it happen like somebody's t- showing their book and they're so proud and the cover is so off center that i'm just like yeah. oh <laughs> i can't I, I, have OCD. I have yeah. ocd and i can't deal with it <laughs> yeah so we're we, we paid an unholy amount of money for an unfinished copy of our oh, book yeah proofs works just yeah, for like, like a hundred dollars yep. yeah yep. like a hundred dollars for one book i'm like oh <laughs> That's okay, because now we're gonna have this cool like physical artifact of our struggle, which is mm-hmm. nice. I've I have uh, since added that to the budget of every Kickstarter yeah. I run. Yeah. Is there's at least like a hundred to two hundred dollars on like I'm gonna order at least one or two proofs depending on if I'm getting like paperback and hardcover or like just in case I need to do a second proof before I feel truly comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that as I was looking at the because I'm actually usually pretty atten- my attention detail is pretty good. Like I got a spreadsheet of every single expense, but proofs was not on that. So it's a good note. Like, do be aware of how expensive proofs yeah. really are. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, we've we've um we we're going with Mixam now, right? Instead mm-hmm. of yeah. uh, instead of Smith Print, we we had a had a local local printer here who was excited to work with us, but mm-hmm. in the midst of everything, they blew our budget way out. Um, mm-hmm. And so we we went back to mix them. 
um, which is unfortunate because I really would have liked to drive down and just be like, hey, I need a need a proof. Yeah, it's nice quick. to have right. a working relationship with someone, but um, it's nothing against Mixum because uh, the reason Mixum can keep their prices low while still being based in America, of course, is this they is what we do. This is yeah, they focus in on a certain thing, and when you order huge amounts of material, we all know it gets cheaper. So your local printer who prints everything is never going to be able to compete with the right. printer who prints just you know books, right? Mm. So yeah. um, it's. Mixum is fantastic and they've, they've done a lot of work for the community. And I know that um, there's been some issues with their zines lately. I've seen some stuff, some dirt there, but oh, I had a um, huge, huge fight with Mixum. I last know, year. I heard. <laughs> what happened there? Like, what, what's the, what are the dirty details? So basically, they sent me, this was for my Dust Kickstarter, my mm -hmm. uh, zine supplement for Slayers. And which is awesome. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, we have all your stuff. <laughs> we, we, we bought the big bundle. So. Oh, thank you. Um, so basically they sent it to me and I have a copy, like a real copy right here. Um, right? This is a real copy or is this one of the bad? No, this is one of the bad copies. Okay. This is one of the bad copies. So the inner cover is not printed, um, which is where oh, like supposed to be? all the credits, like, yeah. you know, the dedication. But most importantly, the back inner cover wasn't there, and that's where the hex map is. Like oh, that's gosh. where the map of dust is, and it just wasn't there. So that already was like, well, you misprinted it. Um, but then the the real my real problem was they sent me a box that had I don't know three hundred of these loosely thrown in. So normally they do a really good job of like shrink wrapping them and packing them in like packets of twenty or so. There were just a bunch of throw like loosely thrown in zines. So like a bunch Whoa, of them were all <laughs> they were all bent and like messed up and mm. like they eventually reprinted it for us. But like it took more convincing than it should have to have been like, you sent me a box of loose zines. Uh even <laughs> if it wasn't misprinted, you should do something about that. But mm -hmm. on top of that, you're missing like two really important pages to this book, so I need that. I need them all over again. The problem. I wonder. The, the, so for me, just personally speaking, if I print zines, I go to Jukebox now. Jukebox is my go-to, um, but they jukebox. don't do books. That's the thing. So right. Jukebox has mm -hmm. the same sort of like setup as Mixum in terms of like the online quote maker by you plug in and you change all your parameters and everything. Mm -hmm. Their quality is, is fantastic, handy. but they have a page count limit. They like stop at 48 pages. So oh, no. that's a little tight. Yeah. So like Nova is 80 pages and mm -hmm. like you can ask them to do more or like to try and do books, but they don't really do books. And so they're like, they'll give you a quote, but it's, it's nowhere competitive anymore. Exactly. Like you said, like Mixum does this, which is, means their price is going to be, easily the best price you're gonna find out there mm -hmm. so yeah my zine go-to is jukebox that's my tip of the day uh, that's a good tip i know i'm over here like hold on i must that's, google that's a real good tip but again I'm it's, you for a link later. it's for like if you're doing like a zine zine like a small mm -hmm. like small scale sort of thing because i'm pretty sure they cap off at 48 pages I, I honestly don't know if even our small zines can be pushed in like skyworthy yeah I mean, yeah skyworthy could yeah, skyworthy could his he hedge is like 60 64 mm -hmm. yeah. 65 and then another 60 for the for hearth for yeah. the expansion right <laughs> yeah that's that's a that's a that's a two book set right there or one yeah. big <laughs> mega book well, I mean, we need, we need, we still owe the community 10 more courts of the Fae. So mm -hmm. I've got those. In. We have them outlined. They just haven't gotten that's, written That's up another, yet. that's another iron in the fire. Mm -hmm. You got so many. You got I know. The, eternal, the eternal flame going on over. Well, that's the, the thing. Like, we, if you can't, if you can't keep the fire up, like then it flickers and you risk it just dying out altogether. And I just can't, I can't have that. Can't have yeah, that. we have a to-do list. It's like 10 miles long. I have like priorities. Like I have like little tags at the top that say where it is on the priority list. And then there's like 10, 20 projects and like vague ideas for projects are down toward the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Like question mark, a lot of question marks and well, like anything, red text. <laughs> anything in red and bold is what I'm working on today. <laughs> right. You know, and if it's under, if it's under like priority, 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 then like, I know that I, I need to probably, 
probably get that done. I actually, I want to know more about that. And a few folks have have want have talked about this in chat and wanted to know about like generally like what your workflow is like because you're it's working with two people, so that's definitely yep. different than like for me working solo. But I am curious because like you know how do you like track the projects you're 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 working on? For me, I've been doing. I I took somebody's advice of making a personal Discord, so it's just me in there and it's got all yeah. my channels for my games because it's where i just type my inane ideas as i have them and then they eventually get moved over to a google doc i saw you talk about that and i thought that was such a rad idea that i we've been kicking around that um and i also saw someone else had set up like a, a trello just yeah. to show their different i thought that was really cool too but we currently just have like a google doc that has really crappy notes we have we have several google docs and i have a notion um mm. that i kind of set up a schedule for <clears throat> excuse me um typically like workflow is is um like angry bursts of productivity uh <laughs> like i'll i'll sit down like I, I i call myself a professional word puncher because like it's done with with like spite and anger when i sit down and actually do things <laughs> because i have to get them out of my head because they're they're real loud um we usually start off like our days kind of like this where we we sit down and we we have a have a thing a stumbling block an idea something that came to us over the course of the night uh we have our coffee usually it's in the in the kitchen though so you know i'm there making coffee pouring coffee and you know she either turns around and and gives me like the i had a thought face or like <laughs> she sees that i've got my my standard like as i'm making coffee I get like this kind of furrowed <laughs> brow I was thinking. looking into the middle distance she's like you have your pondering face on um and then I say I say something or she says something and then we just kind of pull it apart for the next half hour to an hour as we are getting through the coffee and then I'll sit down and start punching words. Usually she'll be formatting whatever it is that we punched out last time um, when I have questions or or have run up against something that I can't can't quite puzzle out. Mm. I'll ask her to like sanity check whatever it is that I'm that I'm thinking through. Yeah, I think our, our workflow was um, different. Like last year when we were working on Court of Blades, the, the workflow was really messy because we hadn't figured out how best to even uh, work together. So we didn't have a workflow. So if you watched most of our interviews back then, we were always like, ah, we everybody does everything because we didn't ha actually know um, where to push certain tasks off. Division of labor um, was non-existent. It, it didn't exist. Um, <laughs> this year we've gotten much better and more efficient. So it kind of shakes, it, what it kind of shakes down to, I think roughly, and there's always uh, cheating either way, but um, we'll have an idea. Um, or I'll spitball some ideas at, like the JRPG thing until he finally like Relax. until it's like brain worms right. and he's all like okay we're gonna do it and I'm like yes so um, so I will spitball ideas <laughs> together and but I usually just throw as he's working on stuff I just throw ideas out and so I'm like yelling from across the room oh and add this feature and mm. so so he does a lot of that and then at some point um, it usually comes back to me and then it's my job to make, make sure it that gameable. it's gameable um, I do the analytical part of making making sure that people understand the rules that are written out very, um, you know, keeping the tone, but also making sure that it's playable. You can read it, you know what you're supposed to do. So my job is kind of the boring, making sure part that like the writing rules out is my part. Um, but yeah, I've given most of the writing to him these days. Um, and then when it, on, um, then it comes back to me and I just, ha I write in the parts that I have to write in <laughs> for <Right>. clarity. <laughs> That's yeah. what I do. So I've, I've fully become like the analytical brain and I've made him the creative brain aside from me yelling from across the room. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause when I, when I forget to create a thing and it's important to you, mm -hmm. it's a, um, it's cool that she's there to be like, Hey, this is as a player, this is a thing that I want. Cause I usually, I usually run games and she usually, usually plays them. Right. So she's my, she's like my player sniff test. Like, Hey, does this feel cool enough? Does that, does that look like a thing that you would like, Ooh, I want that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's usually like, she, she was a, God love her when we were putting together dead belt. Uh, cause it, I mean, it's a solo game, but I was reading all the prompts to her in like my, my kind of goofy down country draw. <laughs> Whale belter. This one could be a bad one. Um, and we she need, would. You she, should record like an audio version of this so that people can play you reading yeah. props out while they're reading. Because I would I pay top it. dollar for that. I thought about it. I, I can't wait to uh, to make like a, a, a game trailer for it because, you know, that'll yeah. that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so when we, when we were playtesting anything like I'll, I'll read to her and she'll play through them and feel the mechanics out and I at the end of it I'll have pointed questions like okay so how did that that feel that feel tense enough was that you know were you interested and engaged the entire time and 
okay, it looks like you died in space there. Uh, <laughs> did it feel okay to die in space? Are you willing to do it again? Or like, question. oh, it's great. It was phenomenal dying in mm -hmm. space. <laughs> that was that was actually a fun one to work on. That was that was our first co-op or not co-op game. Uh, it, we turned it into co-op in that he was reading me all the prompts, but I guess it was a solo game. Uh, but it was really um, interesting to work on because we can do all of the play testing ourselves at the yeah. table. Um, I mean, at some point it has to be released into the wild and other people are going to find things that you missed. But it was really a lot of fun for that reason because I would play through it and I'd be able to spot instantly what didn't feel right and what felt mm -hmm. good. And we'd go back and iterate instantly. So the um, that, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the ability to move very quickly between iterations yeah. was felt really good as a designer because often we have to wait around weeks to get our group together to do a play test so we can iterate. And this was just like, no, afternoon. And then by the evening, we're already iterating again. So yeah, fail, that was fail cool. fast, fail yeah. fast and, mm -hmm. and fix faster, right? So. That's, that's nice. I, we, I've missed having that. We used to, in the before times, in the long, long ago. Right. Uh, we would every <laughs> Sunday morning gather at my friend's place and we would do br brunch. We would just make food and play games or talk about design. And so we were always play testing. We knew that we had a thing that we, like a group, that would test something once a week. So it was nice having that so you could test on Sunday morning and then like go live your lives or, or you know, update things throughout the week. And then you'd come back next Sunday and either play the new thing or try somebody else's thing and i've i've missed having that so much you know it's i need that i need that in my life oh yeah no i wish if the world ever gets back to normal one day yeah. one day we can all like hang out again it'd be great i you know trying to put together like and so i've been doing you know play testing stuff with people online and that's fine yep. but it's just it's so different than being able to be sitting there at the table like watching somebody react to the game and like in that moment it's just mm -hmm. it's different and i miss it i miss it so much yeah you don't you don't feel the energy as much but a big problem for us is the rural internet can be brutal it's so yeah. frustrating to have our internet cut out uh, constantly in the mornings it actually works out a little bit better because it's not as congested yet mm. we find so um this is a perfect time for us to be able to like hang out and chat but right. most people don't want to play games in the morning and like i said before i'm mornings not on weekdays I'm usually, I'm usually toast anyways in the morning i'm just not a right. person so um it's just a bad timing all around yeah well, God, give me I work internet. from home some days of the week, so next time you need like an early morning play tester, just like oh. knock on my door because I'll just be sitting here <laughs> with Clover anyway, and I'll be like, I "Yeah, sure, why awesome. not?" Okay. Um, <laughs> there was another question in here, and I'm actually I'm curious about this too. So Wayward Witch asked, um, "You seem to design for many different design spaces or like systems, so like Forge yep. the Dark, Lumen, Lost and Found." How do you do it? Is is yeah, I was their just question? Looking at that, How I was do we about do to, it? Yeah, I was about to ask that, bring that up as well because I saw it earlier, but I couldn't find a good place to bring it in. We got there. <laughs> how, how, how do we do it? Like, I mean, um, we like games. Yeah, that's that's you mostly know? it. And like if you we, find a game that's really fun, I mean, I think the next thing we do is we go with an SRD. Yeah, exactly. Well, can can we mess with this now? Because that's kind of where we are in our our game design. Is that I mean. Um, I guess with the JRPG, it's the first time we're doing a proprietary system, but um, we like working on other people's mm. systems that already work and are already fun. Like Lumen was like the best combat system that I had ever seen. And after, again, after playing D&D &D for so long, I'm so right. mad at combat heavy <laughs> games. So that's, that's the thing. Like <laughs> it didn't take much to sell me on Lumen. We were, we were, <laughs> I can't, I, I remember this was one of those, one of those times I was, I was planting uh, at the time and you asked, okay, so if you had to make like a D20 system, what would you make? Mm -hmm. And so I, I floated the idea of like hedge because the, mm. the idea had been like kind of nascent for, for a while, like this whole, um, kind of bio, bio punk, nature punk. Yeah. Um, I hate, I hate the punks, but anyway, um, punks. but punks, uh, <laughs> but this, this kind of like weird fairy apocalypse, um, had been living rent free in my head for a while. And I just sort of spooled it off to Navi. And she's like, man, that's going to be a lot of work. And I'm like, yeah, it is, but I'm going to sit down and I'm going to make this cool, flavorful thing. And then I got to the point where I had to like make spells. Mm. Uh, and like decide what like a, a, a character class progression for each of my wardens was going to be. And I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> like, this is torture. I don't even, I don't want to play anymore. I'm taking, this. taking my ball and going home. Um, and so it just sat there in, in the notion, like judging me for about six months. Um, and then I saw the Lumen Jam and I'm like, okay, well, this, 
this seems interesting. Like I, I liked light and I, I remember, I remember the, the whole awfulness of frame. Um, uh, but you know what? Yeah. Right. <laughs> God, my heart, my heart breaks, but, um, damn fanboys. But, uh, I, um, I opened up the Lumen document. I'm like, this is really well thought out. Like, I think that we might be able to, Hey hon, <laughs> <laughs> I think I found a home for my wayward idea. And, um, and that's, that's what we do. Like I, I poke around anytime anybody releases an SRD, the very first thing I do is I open it up and I think to myself, okay, now if I was going to build this game, what would I do with it? Mm -hmm. How, how can I, how can I leverage this particular SRD to tell, to, to create an experience that like I'm hungering for right. that hasn't been served yet, you know, um, or hasn't been hit quite right in my estimation, right. my horrible, uh, you know, what's the word, um, hubris laden. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, and then we, we pick it apart and we take it down to its bare elements and we're like, okay, now what do we have to add to, uh, to make it, make it tell the, do the thing that we want it to do. And yeah. that's basically where the game design part comes in. Uh, otherwise we're basically just taking cool SRDs and, and layering on meat and muscle until eventually that skeleton is a, is oh, a yeah. functioning thing. Mm -hmm. That's how we do it, I guess. That's just, awesome. you know, draw the rest of the damn out. Yes. Oh, this Perfect. There's another question that's pretty good. They were, they were asking um, as far as like the tone and feel of our games that, that remains consistent. Um, if, is that something we consciously work on or a product of our shared preferences? Do what now? I have so, like I have so noticed this. Like mm -hmm. so we have Dice, a tone? Dice Ghost mentioned this. And I remember, you know, I fell in love with, um, with Hedge and Hearth and then uh, Dead Belt reading that and going, Oh, this is clearly like they clearly wrote this. Like for me, like it just came so. Even though they're wildly different games, different like obviously systems, but also just premises and everything. I was like, oh no, this is clearly a, a Drake production right here. Oh, um, so <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so, but I think like Dice Coast brings up a good point. Then, like, is that something that you you think of? Yes, and also visually, that's a good point too. Like, I I recognize like it's, the it's style. something. I would say, I would say that it's something that um, we did uh, natively and innately because again reaching back to quarter blades I keep going back to that because that was our yeah. first big one it was all last year right so um, we we just innately kind of we wanted it to stay on tone and whatnot but so much of the game did still have like the um, SRD in it and then we had to reflavor the SRD and it was just a lot of work but I think we've become more and more and more just as time went on like every time we do a new game I. I feel the improvement in, in like clarifying our, our tone and our vision um, be, again, because like that is, it, it is actually a conscious choice that we make um, to make sure that everything stays on tone. I even want the boring rules that I have to write to match the tone of the creative parts so that you don't get bored when you're reading. It's important to me because I bounce off of things that I get bored with stereo really fast. I hand stereo instructions. I hand them to him and tell him to translate for me because I just lose interest and it's, it, shortcoming of mine but i don't want that to happen to other people so it is a conscious decision to stay on tone and um often with visuals it's funny when we do our zines our, our small games our early releases that are still in development we don't do them with an art budget so we can't go to an artist and say hey draw the thing that is in my head so i tend to stay very flexible because the layout and art direction is is my job mm -hmm. uh, i stay really flexible with the vision and basically i'll just go to my favorite stock websites yeah. and i'll look for things pertaining to what i think the tone of the game is until i lock in on something that works and then i just drill down on it so gotcha. um, that's how we handle that and why it seems like the art matches the system is because i stay flexible but sometimes we have a game that's so specific Hmm. that you can't really find art for it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the, sometimes it gets a little, little challenging. <laughs> but but tone across games, like, it, the, the I, I had no idea. I guess it's just how how I write um, is, uh, is that kind of oh, uh, poetic and intensely creepy. Like, mm -hmm. I think that's, that's a very uh, good descriptor of it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh. it's, you know, Exactly like Navi was saying, the idea of getting like bored or disengaged with rules, mm -hmm. like I, I that I do that too. I bounce off things if they're not like immediately compelling for me to read, and so like mm -hmm. that's why it's really easy for me to read your games because they are compelling to read. I'm like, oh, this has been written in a way that makes me want to keep 
Like, even though I'm learning rules, I want to know more about these rules. <laughs> it took me six months, no kidding, to get through Burning Wheel. Yeah. And I never want anybody to have to go through that. Who it, who doesn't enjoy that? Don't don't get me wrong. Right. Burning Wheel is a very fine game. Uh, <laughs> very nice qualities. <laughs> has very nice qualities. But, um, like, it's stereo instructions throughout most of the book. It was written, it feels like it was written by an engineer for engineers. Um, right. And I want... I want this to be a, a game that is um, by people who enjoy fiction for people who enjoy fiction so that they can go forth and create more and compelling fiction. Yeah. That's, you know, that, that idea of like stereo instructions, it, it does remind me of like, not only like games, but like mm -hmm. SRDs as well. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I, so I am obsessed with the resistance system. I love yes. it. Um, made famous by Spire and then Heart later on. And they released the Resistance Toolkit. I think that's what Toolkit or Toolbox, mm -hmm. whatever it is. It's their SRD. But Grant and Chris wrote it in such a way that it is interesting to read. It's, like, it's engaging, yeah. Exactly. It's like they're sitting down and talking to you about what the system is supposed to be good at or what it is good at. And also, like, eh, it probably doesn't do this very well, just so you know. Yeah. But we're not sure. <laughs> Acknowledging shortcomings in an SRD is actually really, really helpful to me and um, because that... That shows me where I'm going to have to do work if that has to be in the game. Right, exactly. And like that candid, like the candid way that it was written is very, I like that. And I've looked at, you know, other SRDs. Like I also love Blades in the Dark. It's probably the game I've run the most in my life. But admittedly, the Blades SRD is not It's great. not friendly. It's not friendly. <laughs> it's not. And so like, there's. There's a difference between like opening up um, like a bench manual for like a, I don't know, a V6 and uh, and looking through and seeing how all the parts work. And it's important. It's very important to right. know how all those function. But getting somebody to walk you through, strip it down and like basically spin yarns about like how this particular part has failed and what it does to the rest of the engine is a lot more engaging and it'll stick with you longer than just the, you know, gear two goes into whatever. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I so like. I think that's why your games have a tone that I recognize and that I like is because I see it's the same. It's a similar sort of approach in writing rules that I see in other things that I immediately get captured by. Where I'm like, okay, this is written by somebody who wants me to know how the thing works, but also wants me to know a little bit more about why it works and things like no, that. No, keep reading, please. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep on going. Another page, another page. And like, Follow I, me through this. I feel that when reading your stuff, which is very cool. I just wanted to also echo what Dice Ghost was saying because your, your tone is awesome. Thank you, Spencer. And thank you, Dice Ghost. <laughs> a lot of the... Somebody's saying, a wayward witch is a lot of the Blaze in the Dark community has expanded on the hacking stuff. Lots of advice on the Discord. That's That's... I, I tried doing a, a, a Forge in the Dark game many moons ago. Many moons. And then it became a Resistance game because I was like, nah, I'd rather just do Resistance. Um, yep. But I, I I should look into that because I there is always that part of me that wants to go back and do a little bit of Forge in the Dark stuff. But I haven't we thought did. about like how the design has yeah. changed. You've done a few. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we've, we've, we've done, done a three. few. Um, but we've gotten better at the, the more you work with it, I think the better you get at figuring out what parts yep. are expendable. Mm. Um, like this is, um, I, I don't expect this is in most people's wheelhouses. This is my teenage girl com self coming out. But I think our best uh, work with the Forge and Dark system was actually Disaster Piece. We stripped it down a lot. Mm. Um, and like it's, you really see the bare bones of what's necessary to put down and put together a Forge in the Dark game. I think best in that game. And um you know, not to like brag, but Do like it, people have brag. said that like it's it's their favorite Forge in the Dark game because it's the easiest to understand. They can pick it up really quickly and they understand the entire system in just 60 pages. You don't need 500 pages to understand Forge in the Dark, right? right. So um, it does get easier the more you do it and you start tearing it down to its essential nature. But you're absolutely right. When you pick up the SRD, all the pieces are there. All the pieces that made Blades in the Dark exist in the SRD. Right. And it's very challenging to figure out what parts you can remove. And we struggled with that initially with Court of Blades. Like, what parts can we move? And I think at, at first we were like, well, let's just replace instead of yep. removing. And it right. took a while before we are like, no, this whole system, just take it out. <laughs> well, eventually, to go back to the, the V6, um, you know, metaphor, extended 
thing. Um, you you start learning what happens when you remove things, and that knowledge sticks with you. Okay, mm -hmm. so we removed removed heat completely. Like there was no heat there for a while, and there's right. uh and and how did that change the game? Oh well, you know this they're not spending downtime actions for this, so this economy is affected, and you know they can they heal up faster because of that. And right. Like, it, so you start start learning how to modulate and then not only like what can be removed, but what can be safely altered and like how that affects other systems. Cause everything's so mm -hmm. tightly interwoven in a Forge in the Dark game. Um, they yeah. all kind of, they all kind of, all the gears spin each other. Mm -hmm. um, and that's cool because it's kind of perpetual motion and fiction flows out naturally from it. Um, but I had a place I was going and now I've lost it. <laughs> Right. Okay. So perpetual motion fiction comes out of it. Um, and you can, you can figure out which ones are basically just little helper gears yeah. and how you can move them and interlock them with other gears to get effects that you're looking for. Um, but, um, it's not something that you can just approach, uh, you know, tear down completely and then be like, okay, I'm going to take this and put it here and then this, why not? And we'll put it here right. and expect it to work. So it's, it's one of those SRDs that is not only kind of unfriendly to to read, but it's also it takes a lot of tinkering before you really get mastery over it. And I feel like you have to play a lot of Blades in the Dark also before yes. you can even tackle the SRD. And and playing Blades in the Dark is actually because of how complex the rule set is. Even that is a hurdle. When he yes. first pitched the game to me, I was like, hold on, I got to find some actual plays because I don't understand anything that I'm reading. And I followed the directions. Okay, read the whole book through once before you start guessing. Okay, read the whole book through. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm confused. I didn't understand what I first brought to the table. So yes. I, like I had to go back and find the actual plays from like when they did their Kickstarter. So I'm like watching him and Strash play this game. Wait, uh, is there a murder skill? Where's the murder where's the skill? Mur <laughs> I I uh, I think I'm on my fifth Blades campaign now, and uh, I have so I have sliced so much of what the game is away in the at least in the introductory first sessions with players. Just like we don't need most of this so i don't i don't have them read the book anymore because that's it's just not going to help uh it's not going to help get to the experience that i ultimately want to try and foster with that game at the table it's just it is exactly like you said it's a unbelievably well-oiled machine and when it gets started ooh, baby does it just run and it runs in a really beautiful way mm -hmm. but you gotta get that momentum and like it can be rough doing that <laughs> in the beginning the the last time I ran a, a game of Blades, it was for two people who had never played a role-playing game. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they they came to the table with, like, no conception of what they wanted to do. I'm like, okay, here are the playbooks. I printed them out. Go ahead and, you know, just pick one that looks interesting. Right. And they picked one. And we went through, like, character creation real briefly. Um, we didn't pick a crew. We mm -hmm. didn't do any of the, the initial setup or anything. We just ran a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then by the end of it, they're like, okay, this is really cool what else is there and right. so just over the course of you know the next couple of games i'll just school out information and and things will get more complex as we go and uh and they they loved it you know right. but it can be paired back to to such a such a simple degree that it you I mean it's almost like um it's almost like uh you know it's fine if it runs in neutral right yeah we, we can run in neutral okay we're going to shift into first you know when I when I run it, it's all risky standard rolls the whole first session. We're not I don't play at all with positioning or effect in my first really? session. I don't because it, it's obviously a hugely important part of the game. But like exactly <laughs> like you said, I have I've run it with many people who, who this is their first time role playing, or it's their first time playing something that's not D and D. Yeah. And so like the concept of like dice pools and like rolling a dice pool and picking the highest and having ranges of success that alone is already like is totally new yeah. territory to them that i don't also want to say and then those ranges are different depending on if you're in a control <laughs> yeah. position a risky position or a desperate position and so i'm like it i, I don't even tell them what, that what they're doing is uh risky standard i just go just roll your attune roll your finesse and then they yeah. just roll it and we're like and then eventually i'm like so now, now you tell me what you're rolling right <laughs> Right, and then we smart. Okay, and then we. Your position, by the way, is just horrifying. Your position is desperate zero. Yeah, you're congratulations. A real, you, real you've answered completely wrong. You fool. <laughs> you no, you cannot attune the gun out of his hand. 
You can certainly try, but you can try. Yeah, we're gonna start. We're gonna have to push yourself. Get ready to, to mark help. all the stress and all the experience for this very, very desperate role. That's right. Um, That's right. How would you like an opportunity to excel? Right. <laughs> so yes, I I think my experience with like the SRD very like, and then trying to work with it mimics very much my experience with trying to run the actual game itself with people as well, where it's like it's it's a slog to read through and uh i don't understand it until i've like played it mostly mm -hmm. like so exactly like i said once you've played blades a bunch you're like okay i see how this srd works only because it's just familiar territory to me yeah. but then you well, start it becomes okay oh, it becomes almost it almost becomes like another language that you speak um and I, I find this with a lot of a lot of srds the more polyglottal you polyglottal yeah mm -hmm. poly poly polylingual polyglottal i don't remember Look, English is a hard language. I got I got six the of them up worst. here. Um, and now six? all the yeah, uh, I was a I was a military linguist for ten years. Um, but the uh, the the number of um, RPG languages now that are sandwiched right. in in with the regular ones, um, you becoming conversant with a bunch of different systems helps you grok other systems faster. I find. Mm -hmm. Um, you so get what they're getting at. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's why I, I SRD crawl. So my my sincere hope is that everybody eventually just releases everything as an SRD right. so that I can crawl all over it, collect all <laughs> kinds of shiny mechanics, and everybody else can do the same, and we'll all make all kinds of cool games. Mm -hmm. you, you've activated the, the cognitive psychologist in me by talking about yeah. how you speak multiple languages and thinking about uh -oh. games as languages. Because, so... Uh, a thing that we see in cognitive psych is what we call the bilingual advantage. So mm -hmm. people who are bilingual or multilingual tend to show advantages in a number of different cognitive tasks, memory, neuroplasticity. Recall. Yeah, exactly. So um, it suddenly, and like the way that we see that transfer of benefit uh, differs depending on the domain that we're, we're talking about here. And so like, it suddenly makes sense to me if we think about <laughs> rules as like languages that we speak that have trans, oh, Sean. Oh, Sean. Yeah, I'm I'm just like, saying that if if you publish, just I you will. Know, I'm give gonna, me, give you'll me be a, excited. You'll just give me a citation. That's you'll all right. You'll be you'll be second author on this. The Venn diagram <laughs> of my life, of my psychology life and my design life, has suddenly crossed. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, and yeah, similar thing. Dice goes with programming languages. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, I'm out of coffee. I don't know if you all are or not either, but I've oh, run out. Yeah, that's no, it's not fair. It's not that's fair. Not fair. I'll sit up a coffee for like three hours. I'm ridiculous. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm dry, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, I've been dry for like thirty minutes. Yeah, this is just a social gesture, anyway. Mm -hmm. Oh, wayward witch. We we talked about that a little bit earlier about how they design in different spaces. Grab the vod. Oh. They, miss it. they did a really good explanation of of how that works. Um, well, I'm I'm out of coffee and I'm mm -hmm. I'm slowing down. My my train is my my momentum dies usually about an hour into my streams and stuff. So I'm yeah. I feel like this has been a total blast catching up with you. Absolutely. And, well, not even catching up. And that's I think that's why I like this so much. Is this is honestly the first time that the three of us have ever talked to each other and face yet it, to face. Yes. right with like with our like with our, our mouth faces words. and our real <laughs> with our words <laughs> making meat noises at each other but it but it feels like catching up and that's why i really appreciate mm -hmm. you taking the time to to hang out with me this has been very yeah. very it was a blast. cool um is there anything else that you've like it's been like itching in your mind because like i'm i'm slow now but if there's something that you've got that you're like hey spencer what about this thing what do you got is there anything like that Mm. Now I'm on the spot. I know. I know. On the spot. I was just rapping before. I know. I know. We, we basically pulled the brakes real quick, and it's like, hey, did you want to restart that real quick? Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> it's cold. Oh, man, I, and just a second ago, I probably could have thought of something, but now we're. I, I figured that we were approaching sign off, so I think mm -hmm. I might be dry as well. That's fair. It might be time for another cup of coffee. There it is. That's what it is. What are you working on today? 
Uh, today, I've got a little bit of our official zine that I am finishing up. So I've got a couple more starting situations because every house at the SLTRA gets their own little newspaper section that has what's going on in the city for quick start. And I'm starting layout on that one. And you're starting That's layout my job on that. And then I'm going to be doing uh, Dark Bargain. So nice. I've got our sigil drawing, solo journaling, uh, you know, card and dice, um, weird masters of the universe uh, using mortal agents to go and advance their wills. So give that's going to be pretty fun. Give it to yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, you know, getting getting to draw your your summoning sigil piece by piece as you finish mm -hmm. beats for your for your great old one or I'm your dragon or whatever beats, is going to be really cool. Beats, mm -hmm. I say, yeah. Um, so that's, that's coming after I finish the about 600 words that I need to finish out the uh, quarter blade stuff. And then that's gets to be, you know, cool. Keith is asking where you get your ideas from. Cause he missed my brainworm segment. Brainworms. Yeah. I get them from the brainworms, mm -hmm. the brainworms. Um, I, I sit there and I harass him about things I think are cool, just mm -hmm. nonstop until they like stick in his head and uh -huh. he thinks they're, they're his ideas. Yeah. And then he goes and starts working on them and I'm like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> But he, he comes to you with this. I had this brilliant idea, and you just sit there quietly smiling to yourself, like, yeah. mm, mm -hmm. just nobody, nobody knows. No, spite, coffee, and uh, and folklore for the most part mm -hmm. um, is where, where most of them come from. I love that. I love mm -hmm. that. Well, cool. It sounds like you've got a fun day of, of stuff to, to tinker with. Always forward yeah. is forward, man. That's awesome. That's Try very to catch cool. up to you guys. Chug, chug, <laughs> chug, chug, chug. 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 <laughs> That's what we're about here. <laughs> an unhealthy amount of caffeine. As quickly as we can. It's how I stay alive. It's where the ideas come from. Why exactly. wouldn't we? Um, well, folks, uh, this has been a blast. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you so much to the Drakes for coming on and chatting with me. I really do appreciate it. Do you have like links and stuff? or like, Because I, I can pull it up and throw it in chat uh, if you want people to. Where can people find you or your stuff? Yeah, I'll just let me pop the link real quick. She's gonna she's gonna get a link real quick. But mm -hmm. if you guys aren't following us on Twitter, which I'm fairly certain most of you are, mm -hmm. uh, I'm at Drake and Dice. She's at Navi Musing, um, and he's at Hila RPGs. Uh, I am. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find us if you don't know that? <laughs> oh my god! I threw I threw the um, the itch page and the Twitters right oh, there. Look at you. Get out I of did. here. I can't deal with you. You're so fast. Man. I'm over here like typing. Not I'm even a notice professional. Me it's like you've been doing this for a while and we're just some chumps who came on your show. Oh, that's, that is another thing that I'm currently working on is we're getting our website up and running. Yep. So a couple of drakes.com will be live again in a few weeks. Um, so that is, that is coming back. It was dead for a while and people started to panic. They're like, I can't find anything. I'm like, I know I needed a faster host. My host was really really tragic like they were so slow mm. um i had the website streamlined to where it was just bare bones and it was still taking like 20 seconds or so to load we couldn't attach anything over two megabytes and you couldn't so. attach anything over yeah and i yeah. Got, so i and, and i've been using it for years with that problem so i contacted I'm like what the hell is going on and they're like oh you just need to uh try this minify thing this little add-on that'll make everything even smaller i'm like dude this couldn't get any smaller we gotta have a conversation and they wouldn't work with me so i just switched hosts. away they go anyways we were yeah. signing off and i went on a tangent but i was the website is coming back and um yes that was the whole reason for the season is that the that my host sucked but it'll be new and improved and i think we'll have some really cool articles about like game design going oh, up neat. as well as talking about not just playing story games so that'll be fun Spencer, I've been I've been terrible. What are you working on? Today? Yeah, no kidding. Don't worry about me. Uh, <laughs> what, what are you working on today? Uh shit, what am I working on? Uh, is it a bones day or a no bones day? It's a bones day. It is okay, a bones well, day. I did wake being, up. I, I woke up bones. ready to go. Um let's see here. I Oh yeah, I need to, I've been tinkering with Drifter's layout and I've been having okay. a lot of fun with that. So I'm going to do a little bit of Drifter's layout and then. I need my, my enchanted revolvers. I need yeah, those. We all do. And then I need to, um, I need to get a play test scheduled for the, the uh -oh. faction turn. That's my, my next thing is getting a group together for that. And then I have another project I'm doing commission work for that I don't think I can talk about yet so oh. <laughs> i know i, mean, I know. can't talk about too so yeah oh, yeah that's very cool very true. cool that's true yeah. that's cool we finally we've reached the level of we have I stuff know. we can't it's... talk about 
getting very, very close to having to take us seriously now. Oh, it's danger. I, I, I finally have, uh, I've, that's the point that I wanted to reach where people are like, Hey, actually, do you want to write for my thing? I'm like, oh, people like me. People yes. like me enough that I can write for them. So I'm very excited <laughs> about that. Yes, um, a lot. But I, neither of these projects have, has been like formally announced yet. So I've got to, right. I'll just sit on it and then like scream about it when I, cause I'm very excited about both of these projects, but I'll scream Look about them when I get a chance. I yeah. know I'm excited about projects that other people are excited about. Me too. It's contagious. Okay. This is the longest sign off ever. I it's know. 12 hours. Like, are we staying? Are this we is leaving? classic for me. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um well wonderful uh mm -hmm. folks make sure you follow the drakes the 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 links are in the chat uh thank you all so much uh, i'll be doing coffee break again next sunday uh i have the wonderful adam bell good friend of mine yeah. uh adam's yeah. gonna be here um he's on the cusp of releasing his game grasping nettles which i am like so excited about uh, very cool like uh generational storytelling game um mm -hmm. And so Adam and I are going to chat about that. Uh, I so, can't wait. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. I know I'm here every Sunday. I, I lurk a lot, but I'm here. I love <laughs> it. I, I appreciate the lurkers. And then the <laughs> Sunday after that, I'll probably not be here because I'm gonna. I've made the uh, irresponsible choice to drive out to PAX. So um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> live a little. Uh, I'm going. Isn't to... that like right after like a work day too? Ooh. It's the very end of the very end of the semester for me. So oh, no. and that's awesome. A, that's a drive for you too. Isn't it like a twelve-hour drive? It is. Like it is. But oh. I'm 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 picking up Adam Vass on the way. Uh, World Champ Game nice. Co. So Adam and I mm -hmm. are friends, and um, they're they're up in Michigan. So gonna drive oh, you're, his so car down. Leave it. No, I'm not going up to Michigan. He's gonna come down. Oh, good. Oh. Good. I'm gonna, <laughs> then oh, I'm gonna get him, and then I'm going to drive uh, on. So. No, I'm not going to go. Woo! That I've. That would be a harder. We're gonna go to Kalamazoo. Yeah, then... why not? Oh, I'm so jealous. I haven't been to a convention in years. You're I'm, a I'm jealous for you. Take pictures. I will take pictures. <laughs> I will. I will finally get to play test my my card game that has been sitting in my box for the last two years that I haven't been able to play test because of everything. Of <laughs> the so various this. Mm -hmm. Uh, all right. Well, wonderful. Exactly like you said. We've been saying goodbye for like ten minutes now. So eleven now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, appreciate again your your time. You both are wonderful. Everything you make is also wonderful. Please go support the Drakes. Uh, throw your dollars at them. Throw your follows at them. Um, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, wherever it is you are, folks. And I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye guys. Cheers.